Welcome back to a very special episode of the Boosley Podcast. In this episode, what we're going to do is we are going to fine-tune and we are going to optimize a host of Boosley, a client of Boosley, a Boosley team members, Price Labs and Dynamic Pricing live with the founder, one of the co-founders of Price Labs, uh, Anurag Verma. Anurag, if you don't know, he's one of the co-authors of the book Die Blueprint, uh, one of the co-founders of Price Labs and has a fantastic product. And we've been working with CUNY Perez based in Orlando. And um, over the course of this year, we've been optimizing everything about the business for, for direct bookings, but most importantly, to get it bookings. Because when we first came in, the, the bookings were brass, brassic. There was not many bookings. It's just started up last November. January is a bit bare, but now thankful to say the, the property is getting full. Now the property is getting full, but there's a reason why. And it's not because of the amazing property and not because of the amazing listings, but because of how the pricing was set up. And you can argue now because he was ahead of the market, the pricing was too low. So by optimizing Price Labs and by putting in some some real places, and we're going to get this optimized live with the founder of Price Labs, we're able to pinpoint some unique things that we can do. We've implemented them, and I'm going to be really excited to check back and report back on this later on in the year to show the benefits of this. So without further ado, let me flip the screen. This is a Zoom call between me and Mr. Verma of Price Labs. Thank you very much again, Anurag, for doing this. And do go check out Price Labs, P-R-I-C-E-L-A-B-S. I'll leave the logo up here. Go and check it out and um, make sure that you are optimizing your dynamic pricing for, for more profit. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Okay, Anurag, so thank you very much for doing this. We're obviously looking at Escape Bookings and Keeney's account here to try and see if we can tweak any additional revenue per booking. Because obviously Orlando, there's a lot of properties down there. It's a very up and down yeah. market. And in the past, Keeney's just had a set rate. And obviously when you have a set yeah. rate, you miss out on such potential revenue bit that you could have. So yeah, excited to dig into this. Thank you for doing it. And so I'll pass on to yourself and let's see what we can unearth with, with all this juicy data. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, sharing this and getting me on, on your mark, but getting into this. So this is what QNews would probably see when he logs in any day to, to price labs, right? When, when I look at this account and, and his property, so just without even getting into the details, just looking at some basic settings, the minimum price and the base price, and some performance metrics, there is one thing that clearly jumps out to me. So two things are happening. His minimum price is 239. He's saying never go below 239. He's in some ways set that as his operational minimum price. And then the base price, he's set it as like three bucks more than the minimum price. Now, base price is sort of, we think of it as on average across the year, across the highs, across the lows, how much would you want to sell at? Right? Now, if your base is 242, it means that during a low season and during low demand periods, we would try to go lower, but there's not really much room left here, right? So generally speaking, we say there should be at least 10 to 15% difference between these two numbers, right? Uh, so one of these two numbers has to move. Uh, it's, it's either 239 has to go lower or 242 has to go higher. Now, 
which one should move uh, becomes is the question. And then in this case, it's very easy for me to see. Uh, and that's because if I look at his, his seven-day occupancy, it's sitting at 100%, comfortably beating the market. 30-day 30 30 occupancy is like in the upcoming 30 days, how much are you booked? How much is the market booked? Again, comfortably beating the market. And next 60-day occupancy, again, comfortably beating the market. So like there is room in the base price to go a little bit higher because he's doing well. He's like, uh, and, and this is sometimes like this one comfortably beating the market is what you want to see. There are plenty of markets where, which, where the occupancy in the next 30 days is not in the next seven days, there's 40%. And you don't want to be like 45%. Yes, you're beating the market, but not by much. And there's plenty of room. Like I would rather be like twice as booked rather than be 45% booked, right? As long as it's coming at a good price. Like it, it shouldn't be that to be 2x occupied, you're cutting your price by a third and, and making less money in, in return, right? Mm -hmm. But if all three numbers are comfortably beating the market, then I, I generally say, okay, there, there's room here to, to bump it up. We'll see some of that when we, dig into the details. So let's let's uh, go into the property itself. <laughs> and th these are the settings that we had talked about, like the minimum price and the base price. And if I click over at help me choose the base price, uh, let's see what it says. What you'll see here is it's saying that we are recommending that the base price be 253. So, so we, are, we are asking like a 5% pump. So not the 10, 15% that I had uh, hoped for, but you're saying, hey, you're performing well enough that you can try bumping the price a little bit up. And then what's happening here is that we are basically saying you're booking better than the market. And, and we, we generate these recommendations every, like every week we are looking at your property and seeing how it's, how it's performing and saying, do you need the base price to be higher or lower? Base price uh, for anyone who, who hasn't been into price labs is sort of the key starting point in some ways which is reflective of the listings, how, how good the listing is, pretty much that. And then there is a, I've chosen the words very carefully here. I'm saying how good the listing is and not how good the property is because you could have a great property and if the pictures are bad, if the, the copy is bad, if the title is bad and it's not getting booked, then it's a poor listing. And what gets booked by people online is the listing. People stay at the property, people book the listing. Right. So the property doesn't change over time, but the listing description might improve. And then that might be part of it, right? Like that over time, maybe this base price of 242 was fine. But as your property gets more, as your listing gets more reviews, as your listing gets, uh, you improve the copy, you improve things, it will start performing better. And as it starts, as it performs better, our system recognizes that and says, hey, look, uh, for the same property now, you're doing better, you should be able to raise prices uh, given how well you're doing. So that base price is is an essential starting point for us to say, uh, we recommend one, uh, we show you what the market is starting. So market uh, surprisingly is very close to what uh, what uh, five and six bedrooms in the location are. This is, this is what he must have chosen in his account already to say, hey, this is what I compete against. And then again, he's saying he's an upscale property. So like he has picked these filters and said, okay, market is at 238. And he picked 242. Now we are saying you can go even higher. Like you're, you're doing well, essentially. Right? So that's, that's one. Now, the reason it becomes important is uh, this listing is in, uh, this property is in Orlando, uh, a little bit away from Orlando, but in the deep Orlando area. And you'll see that for spring break, generally speaking, the price is like the base price is 242, but most of the spring break, like March is booked. A ton of April is also booked. 
a lot of the midweek in here is sitting at that 239. It's sitting at that minimum price. And the minimum price, at least for us, is sort of a threshold. It says our algorithm might might be recommending going a little further down, but you said 239, they're going to stick to 239. And you'll see that what's, what seems to be happening, crazily enough, is a lot of the dates that are unbooked are sitting at that 239. So this is the base price a little, I'm sorry, the minimum price a little bit. There might be a little more activity on those dates that are, that are going unbooked. Um, so th- there might be something to play there as well. Question I so, have is with the base price, obviously yeah. there's a recommended one, but he has to come into here, come into this piece to see it and change it. Is there a way with Price Labs that the base price will always be uh, set to what your recommended price will be? Is there an automated way of doing this? Not yet, but coming up later this month is, you know how I looked at all of these numbers and said, I think you should increase the base price. And then I went into there. We will start showing you that recommendation right here and tell you that, hey, even if you don't go ahead, go, there'll be an accept button here to say, yeah, just, okay. just let's do it. And will there the same thing be there for the minimum price or is that just for the base price? To start off, we are doing it with the base price, but we also want to do it with the minimum price because they go like, so hand in hand. Yeah, hand, yeah. Yeah. Well, with this right. being said then, sorry, just a very quick one, yeah. minimum price. With this being said, when you went into April, you could very clearly yeah. and gently see dates that were available were at the lower price. And you said, well, maybe if we tweak it a little bit lower, just a little bit, it may have a result in booking. With, with something yeah. like this and from what the data is showing you here, what would you say would be a recommended price just to maybe lower it to? Are we talking maybe like a couple of dollars? Like what we sort of, saying here when it yeah. comes to that minimum when we talk about the base price we, we have this tool that shows you like okay upscale six bedroom yeah. five bedroom whatnot now we're talking about specific dates and for those if you want to get more intelligence on like what's happening in the market we generally say let's go to this neighborhood data tab <laughs> where we give fairly detailed information about what's happening on each date pretty much like how is the market charging on, on different dates how is the how is the market priced on, on different dates and things like that? So let's let's forget this. So the, this red line is the occupancy. So like going in till sort of mid-April, early April, it's pretty solid. And then it starts falling off, right? This is the market occupancy. Yes. And if you look at CUNY's occupancy, even that like these big solid gray blocks are nights that are occupied. So like till April 16th, he's pretty solidly booked. The market is also doing pretty solidly well. And then there are these periods where like things are a little lean. And those periods are where the top chart is now price. The the black line is showing you that the price till April end are, are pretty high, the prices. And then they start going down as the occupancy is going down. But this straight line is when they start hitting that, that minimum price, right? We generally tend to say that when the the bands that you see behind are sort of the what what are the market prices so the pink the light pink is like the higher end prices the dark pink is sort of the middle band and then the gray one is the lower end and of course there's there's some other stuff above on each end as well cuny is not like singularly higher than everybody else in the market but what this is showing is we generally say when it is high season when a lot of things are going to get booked you want if you're an upscale property you want to be up there but when it is low season or when things are going to be not as booked, you might want to descend into the middle territory. So like the the reason is if 90% of the market is going to get booked or 80% of the market is going to get booked, you can be priced a little higher than you, you would 
or at a normal time of the year, and then still get booked. Everything is going to go off the market, like almost everything. If you're a good enough property with good reviews on your listing, things yeah. are fine. I was going to say- and In low I was, season- I was, sorry, I was just very quickly, I was going to say that if anybody's watching and is worried about that, then there's always a way of getting the price back up per night with upsells. So people do like sort of this- they sort of dismiss upsells really quickly and say it will make a difference or, you know, they think, oh, well, I'm, you know, if I add an upsell, it's just going to be extra revenue. But if you're going $20 less you're, on your normal yeah. rate, that will mean you get the book in. And then as soon as they book, you can then say, would you like our upsell of whatever that would be? And you can mark it up so you can make that money back. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is, although those dates are sitting at their minimum, they are also a little farther away. And what might well as well happen is as the dates get closer, somebody will, will book those off. So like, although I'm saying maybe if you want to proactively book, maybe load it, there is also some level of risk tolerance associated here to say like, okay, like maybe I'll, I'll hold off till, till I'm closer. So here's the next thing. And I think, um, I know what you're going to do, but is there a way where we're how many days out now? We're about a month away. So four weeks away from this. Is there a way that we can, with the lower price, can we reduce the rate? And then the closer it gets to that date, then the price then starts to go back up to its normal base price or the normal price. So, that we yeah, there are a couple of things that can be done. Remember the price is, minimum price is 239 here. Yeah. What, I'm not going to save any of this, yeah. but what you could do is you could say, look, let's be okay with 220. Let's say that at 220, if I get a booking, I'm I'm still profitable. As, as long as I'm not losing money on a booking, it, it's okay to take it, right? But you could say 239 is still sort of some mental threshold or barrier to say, ideally, I would want that, right? Let's say what you can do is, sorry, you can't this. You can say if a date is more than two months out, I want that minimum price to be 239. So yeah. don't start selling April 2024 at 230 just yet, or even May for, for 230. But once a date is within 60 days, now use my minimum price of 220. So, so you can create these two tiers in some ways to say, my minimum price can change depending on how far out it is. Uh, and, and same thing with prices themselves. And some of these things are automatically being applied, like last minute discounts and, and occupancy adjustments. So like there are things that are automatically in place to say if a date is, uh, so suppose these, these sets of dates stay unbooked as you get closer and closer. What would happen is that these health numbers will start looking, looking worse. And that in itself, like our base price recommendations want to see those uh, health numbers be bad for a, a few weeks to say, okay, we should make a change. Like at, at the drop of a hat, it's not going to say, let's change your base price, like suddenly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we, what we do have is what, you, and, and these are on by default, you can say in the next 15 days, if I'm less than 10% booked for those 15 days, automatically drop the price. They're still going to stick to your minimum price. So like if it's 239 now and it stays unbooked, it's not like it will go any lower because your minimum is 239. But if you actually end up changing your minimum to 220, then maybe it will it will drop down gradually. There is some benefit to that from an OTA perspective as well, because when the prices drop for book dates that have not booked, they, they start showing with some promotion or things like that uh, as well. Lovely. 
If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot co dot UK forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. So, yeah, so that's fantastic. So basically we can look at those dates and obviously it's saying here that over three days we're about 94%, which is great. But we ideally know that you know, these dates here are Sunday to Wednesday. It could be after spring break, uh, but we want to get them yeah. to be proactive in getting them in getting them booked. And if we if we looked at the market data that we did and we saw that that little line just underneath, it was sort of yeah. probably around the 221 mark, like like we said, 220 yeah. got a mark. Yeah. If we drop the price to that, then it may proactively get it booked. But we don't want anybody booking that lower price too far out. So if we could change it to say, 30 days out, anything booked after 30 days, at least that minimum of whatever it was. But because we want to be proactive in what could be seen as a slow time, we want to be able to minimum put those dates at that price to get it booked. But as soon as it passes that threshold, then we're sort of doing it at that rate. So let, let's say you can say for whatever reason that these dates, I am absolutely sure this is very low demand. I have seen the data itself, not going to book. And you say, I want to proactively reduce this one. You could go and say, okay, only for this period, make the minimum price too. So, so you can proactively do those things or you can create rules to do those things, depending on how far out it is. Brilliant. Other thing that was very curious to me, yes, not, not the right phrase. Uh, I was very curious about <laughs> is, is the fact that there, there seems to be Thursday, Friday, two night reservations here. Uh, and there are only two back to back, I guess, in some ways. But what they mean is that this Saturday night, which generally tend to be in demand, ends up sitting empty here. So it's trying to see like what could be done to avoid this. Because by taking a two-night reservation here, you have effectively broken down your weekend. Yeah. You have split your weekend now, right? Like you, you could have taken a single weekend booking there and, and now you don't. And I do see that he has a three-night minimum for Fridays and Saturdays. Let's, let's review these settings. Yeah. So what he's done is you said it's two or two night minimum on weekdays and three nights on weekends. And then last minute, he didn't actually have to create this rule because it's the exact same rule. It's saying when a night is within the last two, like in the next two days, weekdays should be two and weekends should be three, which is the exact same thing as here. So it's, it's not going to do anything. Most of the times what we generally recommend, and actually let, let's, let's see what we are recommending. This will be fun. So what we actually seems to seem to be recommending, and this is what I kind of knew about Orlando as well. Orlando is a long stay market. Like people come here with their kids to go to Disney or Universal Studios and whatnot, and they stay for a long time. So like what, what we seem to be saying is increase your minimum stay uh, to much longer. And then last minute, as dates get closer, that's when you want to start lowering it so that's something to consider like just looking at his existing bookings just want to see like because on the on the calendar i'm able to see that so i don't know if he has blocked the calendar here or if it is booked uh, I, I want to see from portfolio analytics what's happening yeah i'm gonna go look uh 
I want to show like a few different things here. One is the easiest. This is uh, sort of almost to me a no-brainer to avoid. Uh, and this is one of those things where I don't know why OTAs do it the way they do it. Because if you have a minimum stay of three nights here, you would think on Friday that if a booking has to go over Friday, it has to be three nights long. But that's not how OTAs work now. They used to when like many years back that way. Yeah. But now all they do is they check when the guest is checking in, what's the minimum stay? And it's two nights. Sure, two nights are allowed. Right. So although he has set his weekends to be three, these kinds of bookings are possible. So like the first thing I would uh, ask him to do is include Thursday in that three night weekend booking. So instead of having the weekend setting applied to only Fridays and Saturdays, I would say apply it on the Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. And that would make sure that the minimum night here is three. And that way, if anybody is starting a booking on Thursday, they have to book at least till Sunday, check out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they, you're not splitting your weekends as well, right? Massively, yeah. For somewhere like Orlando as well, that, that's key. It was really interesting that Price Labs is saying a minimum stay of six nights. Of six nights, yeah. So I want to dig into that one. First, uh, I, I want to see what has Yoni uh, been getting, right? So like he has been getting, his length of stay that he's been getting has mostly been three to four nights and equal number of nights are booked with a two-night stay and a five to six-night stay. And, and we're looking at total book nights. That That's important uh, because if you look at total number of bookings, two nights will tower up because... Uh, even though, so there, there are probably nine bookings here and there are probably three bookings here, right? Yeah. So like, if you look at by number of bookings, it will look like, yeah, I'm getting a ton of two nine bookings, but that's not necessarily the right way. Uh, you should look at uh, by number of nights, but even the, here, like the, the recommendation we had was a lot more aggressive than, than what he has been getting, right? Now there could be two reasons for this. One is our recommendations are generally based on what do we see in the market. So next, I'm going to pull up the, the market as well. Uh, and then two, CUNY's numbers are going to be impacted by what his settings are. So if he's allowing two and three night settings, then he will get those two and three night bookings. And mm-hmm. as he gets those, there is now lesser chance of getting this five and six night bookings, right? So, but regardless, like we are recommending six, I would say, let's not jump to it. Let's Let's say, when it is more than 60 days out, let's keep it five, then make it four, and then make it three nights within you know, uh, 30 or 40 days. Don't completely depart from what you had, but make incremental changes and see if they help. Like that's generally uh, our advice in anything. But can yeah. we, uh, sorry to interrupt, but can we see as well from yeah. this data what his average lead time is, as in from the point of the book into the point of arrival? Correct. So there are some KPIs on up, up top here. And I'm like, let's see for from Jan all the way to March end, or let's say April end. For all the bookings in that period, uh, he has 23 bookings. The average length of stay is 3.3 and average lead time is 22. Yeah. Uh, 22 days, right? So uh, so that, that's aggregate numbers. Those are helpful, but don't always paint the entire picture. There is this neat section for length of stay in booking window, which actually breaks it out. It says, what's the booking window? How many days do you get booked? How far out? And it's saying 20 of your stays, 20 of the nights got booked more than two to four, uh, between two to four months out. 
16. So like it gives you a distribution. It generally tends to say very little stuff happens last minute and very little stuff seems to be happening very far out. You're in the right in the middle window of like two yeah. weeks to four months. Four months, right? That then say, so with that being said, then if we're going to go through the rules that and Price Labs have suggested, we would say yeah. that anything more than 30 days, you would recommend a, a minimum of six nights, say. And then as soon as it gets yeah. to that four weeks, you're going to then say yeah. four nights. It's, I think it had three nights or something like that. Yeah. And then, so eventually, when we get into like, uh, stay restrictions, yeah, so basically anything more than far out, so anything more than 90 nights, yeah. seven nights, anything last minute, and we're including last minute within 29 nights, it then drops down to yeah. free. And we're sort of saying that the Thursday, I think we should, I yeah. think I would definitely recommend to him to go for this, like suggest this, and then make sure his Thursday is classed as a weekend. Yeah, I would want to say start a little, like we look at the market data that's suggesting this. But like other things, it's it's not always like, okay, to just go make an extreme change because of this. I would say go with four nights and three nights on the weekdays. Like make that incremental change rather than sort of a, of a big change and then see what that helps us, right? But yeah, that would generally be my uh, recommendation here. Now looking at market data, I did see if he had created a market dashboard already or not. He has one trade left. I will let him create this one. I pulled out another market for the same area. And I was looking at sort of the similar data for the entire region. Let's stick to four to seven bedroom uh, homes to stay comparable to what he has. Yeah. What to get a sense of like those two things, like the lead time and the length of stay, like are they widely different? Are they a little different? Like what are they? Cool. In terms of booking window, uh, I think he's getting bookings right where these numbers were pretty much zero for him. The market does have a little bit there, but but the meat of it is in the same window that, yeah. that he's getting. So 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 that's that's fine. This I did know, like the Orlando market gets a ton of these seven to fourteen. Like people book a week or ten days and then just go. There. Yeah, well, it makes sense right. because you know, and again, the majority we get every single guest to fill in a, a Google form. And one of the things we've implemented into the business is in the Google form, it asks, uh, you know, a couple of questions, uh, the name, obviously the email, but we have how many people in your party? What was the deciding factor in why you picked us as your place to stay? And are you celebrating a special occasion? And everybody is saying Magic Kingdom. Everybody's saying Disney, spring break, kid's birthday, birthday. And when you come to do Disney, as you know, if anybody's been to, to the Orlando one, it's not small. You need at least yeah. three days to even scratch the yeah. surface. So for that, and then if you throw into like Universal and all the other things, you know, you're talking five days before you've even, you know, got a chance to do anything else. So that window there, that five to 14 days, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. So that that might be why our recommendation was like, hey, do six. There's plenty of six night demand that you'll fill up your calendar with that. Yeah. Uh, again, not something that like, this is true with anything, like even price-wise, we generally say if you've been running something and running it well, you don't want to like jump to a completely new setting. You want to slowly get there. So like try, see if it helps or not. Yeah. Um, so which is why I'm saying like, don't jump to six, go to four, like uh, make it a four night minimum outside of 30 nights, three nights within and then see what starts happening. Right? Yeah. 
Oh. I think the main thing for him, I think you hit the nail on the head. Make Thursday your weekend, the start of your weekend. That's yeah, that, that's a no-brainer, I think. <laughs> that's is, a no-brainer. Uh, Go anything yeah. more than 30 days out, make it minimum stay yeah. at four nights. Because yeah. again, it, yeah. it there's, there's only one property, right? And I say this yeah. a lot. When you've got one property, yeah. you and, and say that your minimum stay is seven nights, you've only got 50 bookings in a year to take. Yeah. But take two weeks for maintenance yeah. and cleaning and whatnot. So you've only got to find yeah. 50 bookings. And if you're then putting everything down to free night, then you've got to find a hundred bookings because you're making your life a lot harder then. And when you get orphan dates, like the sit dates that we've seen, like those ones and twosies, they're so hard to fill where you could be cheeky and you could be cute and you could be clever and you could start to message people and say, Hey, you've got the two nights, but would you like to upgrade it to four, et cetera. But at the point of booking, if you can capture those people that are looking and if, if you use the data correctly, I mean, obviously CUNY's is brand new to this. He's probably gone and put free nights day because he thought minimum free nights day. That's what everybody's doing. But when yep. you look behind the scenes of Price Labs and you set up the basics and then you go uh, the next step down, which is oh, it's amazing that we can do this now, is that you can go, oh, this is actually what the data is telling us. This is why it's telling us. And this is what everybody else is doing. So you get that extra level of confidence that you can do that next step instead of just sort of plucking a, a number out of the sky and hoping for the best. What was with the you, amenities one that I saw I, on that chat that you were quickly, the report that you had, there was something with amenities. Yeah. If you could just quickly walk us through that one, because I think that's going to be important. So amenities chart is essentially, we should do things. One is what's common. So uh, you'll see that a lot of numbers here are very close to 100%. Like almost every home in this region has Wi-Fi. Like that, that's no surprise. That's no brainer. Uh, yeah, yeah, every home has TV, every home has kitchen, every home has pool. What you'll also see is there are two numbers here. One is about supply and one is about demand. So the supply number is, it's saying 99.58% of the listings have a kitchen, which I mean, if, if it's a short-term rental property, yes. And then we're talking here, it's like four to seven bedroom properties. So like there are a solid 0.4% properties that haven't listed kitchen as an amenity on Airbnb here. The second one is saying, what is the demand? So it's saying 99.9% of bookings are happening on a property that has a kitchen. So those 0.4% of listings that haven't listed kitchen as an amenity are hardly getting any bookings, which is not a surprise. Like, uh, I mean, if somebody shows up to book, the assumption would be that there's a kitchen, but if you're not listed it, they'll still want to question it. The useful sometimes thing to look at is desired amenities and sometimes very mundane stuff shows up here uh, just because of how how things work and i'll go to that but this is a useful one that shows up here a pack and play or a travel crib it's saying it has a desirability score of 7.2 percent which basically means maybe half the properties have it but the number of like 50 percent of the properties have it but Something like 57.2% of the bookings are done on a property with a travel trip mm. uh, because people are looking for it. Now, I said, so this one actually seems like now that I see it, it makes sense. Like people are coming there for Disney. Uh, they, yeah. they probably have a younger sibling. Yeah. Uh, sometimes mundane stuff shows up like shampoo and cable TV, which is essentially the good properties tend to list a lot of like a lot of things, amenities on their prop thing. And so like, yeah. that's out. People tend to book shampoo as well. Uh, but high chair, barbecue, grill, uh, hot tub, like 
generally speaking, it gives you a sense of like, okay, what could be something that I add to my property? Yeah, this doesn't mean that you go add shampoo and start expecting a 6% bump in your bookings. But this is more to like spark some. It's about, it's about like confirming the assumptions yeah. and it just makes yeah. sense. And again, if you've got more beds and you've got a large place and you're near, you're near Disney, which yeah. is very catered towards smaller children, yeah. there's a very high chance that in that party, there is going to be somebody yeah. under the age of two where a travel yeah. crib, high chair makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Brilliant. Just confirms assumptions. This is fantastic. We can definitely take this to, to, to CUNY and we can implement it and we'll be able to sort of see in, you know, six months time what the difference has been. Because like I say, if we can help earn $20, $30 extra on a booking um, over yeah. a year, that makes a big improvement on the PNL, the profit and loss. Appreciate that. So um, we're going to look at the base. We're going to look at the minimum. We're going to look at the, the night stays. I'll feed this all back to CUNY. We'll look to implement some some things and we'll report back um, after the summer. That's super cool. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much.